OpenServe, South Africa's largest broadband infrastructure provider, is proudly connecting you with this podcast. OpenServe understands the importance of connectivity for businesses, large and small, and for the people of South Africa, because a connected home or business is where all the right connections happen. Visit our website at openserve.co.za or connect with us on LinkedIn or Facebook to see how we are connecting South Africa and beyond to our high-speed broadband infrastructure. In this episode, I'm catching up with Navitech CEO Warren Stiencup. We're going to be discussing how radios, televisions and other entertainment hardware have evolved over the years thanks to fiber connectivity. We also touch on how the internet has helped technicians provide troubleshooting at a distance. We will also discuss how the standard brick and mortar screening system has evolved thanks to the internet. So whether you provide tech support from home or you're a student looking to find out how schools are moving to an online space, this is the podcast for you. So Warren, tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do now and how long have you been working in the tech space? Well, I started in the tech space when I left school. Um, I started an apprenticeship in electronics and uh, after working on a workbench in the repair shop. And then I moved to a PC store where I worked. And then in 2004, I joined uh, Bang & Olufsen and I ran their technical division for about 15 years, um, covering things from repairs to the installation of their product which led me to what I do now and that I run my own company, um, Navitech, which is a custom installation company, um, which we do um, home solutions for clients now. All right. So tell us a little bit more about Navitech. What sort of uh, home installations do you do? Is it TV-based, audio-based? So I do the full home um, entertainment solution. So from the backbone, the good network in the house, we do the TVs and the video distribution throughout the house. We do do the audio distribution through the house, connecting your audio services, um, multi-room audio, so either ceiling speakers or your more high-end stereo listening systems. We also then do the, the a little bit of the home control side uh, where we do connect these with your lighting solutions and uh, your um, voice assistants, um, your Google um, Google Assistant, uh, that sort of thing. That so that's our main uh, focus. All right. So as I as I mentioned in many podcasts before, I also have a, a nice automated system at home where we've got Google Assistant running, we've got some BNO products in, uh, we've also got some smart TVs, smart lighting, and it's it's pretty much the way of the future when when it comes to technology. Like I've absolutely loved the fact that I can switch my lights on. Uh, close the curtains, switch the TV on, just just via voice and that automation with Google Assistant or even if you, how can I say, like Alexa or Siri or anything like that. So um, I'm not going to name drop too many, otherwise some of my devices might pop off. So what I want to do is I want to move into our next question. So as you've worked in the technical field for so long, how has the internet assisted you over the years? Oh, back in the day, I can remember it was such a mission to find any technical information on everything. These days, it's right here. I can 
be in the client's house when when the client wants something out of the norm it doesn't take me a week of research i can start researching it there with the client sort of thing move forward get get a nice solution going for the client and sometimes even implement it implement it quite straight away for the client so having that knowledge at your fingertips of of being connected to the world is very good i also quite enjoy the fact now that i because i'm the devices are now connected i can make adjustments to a client system remotely so i don't have to pop out to the client's house now to because he want uh, an adjustment made on the system. A lot of the adjustments I can send remotely to the device and adjust the loops and through a small little command and away it goes. So it, it has helped me immensely. All right. So you do this obviously through an online portal or through an app or that sort of thing. So more like r- remote support where your user sends you, say, for instance, log files, timestamps, that sort of thing for you to identify the product? Yes. So the client can send log files, remotely send log files to me that I can then look through. I am using, I've got a couple of apps, depend, product specific to the different devices that we have that I can log in remotely and then uh, or use their online portal, which will then allow me to log into the device, see any errors, um, make adjustments, I also get notifications from the device for triggers where I've set sets that it notices anything wrong. It'll send me a notification. And a lot of the time I can then resolve it without the client ever knowing there was actually a problem. So um, you can also send through software updates to the client through the through the software or Wahak Product Help Center, correct? Yes, yeah, through like a product health center, I can trigger a, a software update. I know with a lot of the, the software, it does require just consent from the, the the final end user. So just to let them know that I am going to be doing some work on their system over the next few hours, it just allow me access and they can do it. And I can then trigger a few events, reboot the devices once they com- once they are finished and then, uh, yeah, and then c- carry on with the service. I know... One customer, for example, phoned me up during the lockdown period and uh, said the TV was out of sync with the audio. So after a little bit of fishing with the client and getting the access, I logged in and I figured out that they had been making a few adjustments, just adjusted the lip sync a little bit. Client suddenly was still on the phone goes, hey, it's all working now. That's fine. Okay, thank you very much. And I was like, no, that's all we need. Thank you very much. It's all sorted. Enjoy the rest of your day. And so it's things like that that has helped improve um, support to the clients and also, you know, saves us time. No, so that's great to hear because from my side as well as uh, I work in the technical spectrum as well and getting log files and timestamps from from my customers is is it helps so much at the end of the day because. We, we get to view the issue on the app, can see if it's uh, the, the, the settings have been adjusted, the lip syncs out, that sort of thing. And it allows us to just make those minimal adjustments, which make life easier for the customer at the end of the day. I mean, if you think about it, we're, we're going through, everyone says COVID times and all of that. So it's a little bit difficult to go out to a property Set it up, 
do some troubleshooting, that sort of thing. And with remote work and connecting via product help centers, you don't have to leave your home. You don't have to interact with anyone. It's just online. It's internet-based. It's fiber-based. And do you, would you say this would be the future of product support? It definitely will be the way of the future. With their, our ability to log in and, and solve problems for clients on the fly, you don't have to then wait to roll a bus to get into the, the client's house. You don't have to. It saves time delays with the clients. So you don't need to get out to them. Clients up and running a lot faster, which is what the client wants. And uh, and, and so from that point of view, I, I don't see the old school of rolling a bus to go and see every single fault will be the, the way of the, going forward. Yeah, so that's the that's the power of the internet, the the power of fiber, and all of that. That's allowed us all to connect remotely to our customers and all of that. So, if you guys don't know my background, uh, yes, this is the OpenServe podcast, but I do have a very technical background, and myself and Warren work remotely when it comes to connecting devices, setting them up and all of that without having to reach out to the customer face-to-face. So Warren, let's move into our next question, which is connectivity. When it comes to televisions, radios, speakers, headphones, how has this evolved over the years when it comes to being connected devices? I remember when I started listening to music, I would go out, grab a CD, stick a CD in, and uh, start playing my favorite tracks. Trouble is, my friend would tell me about an artist, and I wouldn't have that CD or his cassette or any sort of media of his. And I'd have to either go out to a shop, look for it, or go out to his house, pick up the CD, and listen listen with him at his house. These days, with devices being connected to the internet, we have an endless amount of material that can go through. You can log into your music rental services and look up any artist you want and listen to it with a friend as he's telling you about it, asks you, have you heard this artist? Log in, play it. So the music services and video services have been a lot more interactive now because you can get the, the information immediately, which is the one thing that I think that has helped the entertainment industry now be with everybody giving them more access to a wider variety of artists. That's pretty much my my standpoint on it as well. So when I switch my TV on, I can access Netflix, uh, Spotify. I'm also a big fan of Deezer because it offers uh, hi-fi quality sound, especially over a fiber connection. Uh, so having access to that has granted me the opportunity to listen to artists that I love without having to go to the local CD store or anything like that. It also prevents piracy, which I'm very against. So I'd rather subscribe to, say, for instance, Spotify or Deezer or even Apple Music just to listen to high-fidelity sound over my fiber network and hear music the way the artist intended it to sound. So I don't know which kind of subscriptions you use, uh, do you listen to high fidelity sound? Uh, yes, I am connected with Deezer and Spotify. I have also used a, a Tidal, which is also a high fidelity 
music service provider, incredibly lossless music. If you ever want to hear some great sounds on your sound system, I'd recommend trying one of those. I also um, use for video, I'm, I'm also using my Prime a little bit now. Just the ability to access content from all over the place and all over the world um, immediately has been a great joy. And so having the stable network at home um, has definitely helped a lot with that. Now, as we're both parents, we both went to the standard brick and mortar schools. However, do you think that online courses and homeschooling is a better approach when it comes to education? Online learning is going to play a vital part in the future. We, we do have we do have the ability to join these classes now tw- 24 hours a day because a lot of these portals are open all the time. It's not restricted to your classroom hours. Um, obviously, you'll have your, your interaction with your teachers at a specific time, but uh, the actual digital media that you can access, um, you can access later on when you um, not as distracted by something you've just learned, or if you have been disturbed by something and you need to go out, you can revisit it, relook at it once you've actually um, got the thought clear in your mind, or rewatch it without some student in the background saying, we've already done this, what are you doing? Why are you wasting our time? So I do like the ability to connect um, remotely to these courses. Yeah, so a perfect example here is my 14-year-old daughter. She's doing homeschooling at the moment, and she uses platforms like we're using now, which is Zoom. And she connects to her classes. She'll start at 8 a.m. and all of that. They'll move into their their lunch phase. And, and then when they move to PT, what the teacher actually suggests is instead of running around the field or throwing a ball with your friends, they interact with the kids. And they're like, okay, cool. Go outside. Go, go play with the dog. Go play fetch. Go maybe take a run that sort of thing, do a little bit of home exercises. Here's a few YouTube links uh, to online fitness courses that we we may have for you because they don't have that human interaction. They can't give physical guidance over Zoom as it it also takes a lot of time. So the teachers will, will recommend, as I said, go play outside with the pup, do a physical education lesson online, do a fitness class, subscribe to something. And that's that's also what I like about the power of the internet and a fiber connection is because it offers kids a portal into these areas which we never had when we were younger. Yes, yeah, no, no. So it does. I mean, again, most kids have their cell phone on them these days, so they can hook it up to the, they've got their headphones in and they're running around and they can they can head outside and you can run an aerobics class with them i know i think some schools over this last period who had to move their court their, their classrooms onto online were having a physical trainer do a little bit of an, um, aerobics with the students um during their pt times i know my wife also had to move their classes onto onto Zoom and everything. She's a tutor. She said a lot of kids actually responded well to it because that they suddenly the teachers right in front of them and it felt like it was quite one on one, even though there was a classroom of thirty kids in the uh, on the call. It also does have give them the opportunity to discuss things together as the as the group. But uh, I think in in general, the ability for her then to send them the worksheets directly over Zoom and directly onto their tablet or their device um, also helped them a lot because suddenly it was, 
here's your worksheet for today. And boom, it arrived at, at, on their device and they could work on it and respond to it quickly as well. So it did uh, help her out a little bit and saved her, uh, the teachers, a fair amount of time as well. That's fantastic to hear. So as I like to say, I, I like Zoom because of the fact that not only is my oldest using it for an educational perspective, my middle child, who's four, she does ballet. And what's really, really nice about it is because we can't actually attend her physical classes due to COVID, what's happened is her teacher will hook up a live Zoom feed or, or Skype or anything like that through a fiber connection, and we get to watch the kids dance in class. So it's fantastic how communication and co connectivity have merged together in order to bring people closer, even though they're further apart. Now, what I want to do is I want to move back to your career. What has been the craziest setup that you've had to fix or install? The fast and reliable broadband network from OpenServe makes content streaming, like listening to this podcast, browsing and interacting hassle-free. Find out more at openserve.co.za and download the OpenServe Connect app from your app store. I've been very privileged to work with some um, very good products. And I've had the privilege of installing a Bang & Olufsen, a pair of the Bang & Olufsen um, flagship speakers, their BLAB90 speakers. Huge amount of technology goes into the speakers with the ability of playing sound or moving the sound around the room for um, the listener to experience. So they are a audiophile speaker. The selfish listener can sit and listen to uh, beautiful stereo music. And then when his friend joins him, he can help expand the experience. That coupled with a big screen, that uh, was a 104-inch uh, screen that we put with it, the whole entertainment experience in that client's room became exceptional. From the perfectly punctuated bass in, in, the, in the music, to switching over to watching a movie and getting that full experience of being in the action was one of the, I think, one of my favorite installations that I've worked on and products that I've worked with. All right. Have you walked into a client's home and seen the installation and you've had to fix it and you just look at a hornet's nest of wires? Has that ever happened to you where, where you're just like, I, I don't know what to do with this, but I'm going to as soon as I've untangled 3 million wires. Uh, a weekly experience. But I, I remember one client the one day I got delivered, I got to his house and he says, um, listen, the reason I've got you here is here's my main TV experience room and just look at all those cables. And uh, I did, I looked at it and he, he was a bit of a DIY guy as well. So he had fidgeted and changed things and then he had, had another installer put that in another installer put that in and so I said to him okay give me a give me a day or two and took all of those cables out of his system and threw them onto the onto the, the middle of the floor start laying them out okay now we started seeing it we then got his system working again the following day and he still walked past and he goes what are all those cables and I was like those are all the cables you no longer need we have managed to get you your system the way you want it without all those additional cables <laughs> and so those are you know what leaving those sites i know it's, it's not uh, it's not your normal or not your not, not the job that everybody wants to do regularly but 
you know, the experience of, of tidying those up and making them into a nice workable room again is is part of what we do and is a satisfying experience. So yeah. like my myself and my wife, uh, when we purchased our house and everything, we installed our equipment and everything. And there was just a, as I mentioned, a hornet's nest of wires. And I thought to myself, I don't even know what half of these things do. So I pulled out the cabinets, everything, looked through the wires, set up the sound system, all of that sort of same experience. And my wife was like, what are all of these wires for? And I was like, I don't know, but we, we don't need them. So I've, I've cut them. I've removed them from the source and everything. There's no heat generation from them. So it's less dust at the same time as well. And she looked at it and she said, when she peeked behind there, she was like, it just looked like an absolute mess. Now it's 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 nice and neat. There's like five or six cables there. We even trenched them through the roof. Uh, so I've got my home office where my internet connection runs through. We trenched the CAT6 cables through for the fiber connection and all of that so uh, unfortunately we don't have video on this podcast but you can see some of the cables running behind me but it was just that that clearing it up clearing out that unnecessary clutter and looking at those cables and going what are these there for so it's nice to hear about that experience from your side as well because i think a lot of our listeners can actually relate to it uh, you look behind your your stereo system and there's just plugs and wires and all of that so in my opinion if you can't sort it out by yourself get a technician warren's probably available he can sort it out for you and yeah you can go from there and uh, from an education perspective it also prevents things like fires, uh, electrical issues, preventing someone from getting shocked as well, because there's just a multitude of cables behind there that aren't needed. So let's move on to our next question, seeing that we spoke about some pretty crazy setups there, including my own, which took me a couple of days to sort out. So life in the 80s and 90s was fun. But do you think the internet has improved quality of life overall? Technology uh, does need to make things easier. And as internet has progressed, it has definitely made things easier. I mean, from your installation where you, in the old days you would have 10 different boxes to, for all of your um, entertainment sources to having an integrated television now where you just need one cable to it, your internet, your fiber line. And you're able to stream all of your entertainment from around the world. Um, your video, your I think your cable connections are now be becoming streaming connections. So yes, I think the internet has improved the quality of life, and it is making making a lot more time for individuals to do a lot more other activities besides your entertainment, your and your learning. It, it's giving us time in our life, which is. Of vital importance hmm. because i mean at the end of the day when i walk into the house i've got my mobile mobile phone set up uh, to switch on the lights as soon as i come through everything's connected through to the fiber connection so as soon as i walk in the door the the lights come on uh, i've got some smart plugs set up uh, if my wife wants to say for instance make herself a cup of coffee or anything. She just opens up the app on her phone and she 
switches the plug on and on the kettle goes. We just pray that it has water in it before that happens. So, yeah, as, as I was saying, life in the 80s and 90s was fun. I mean, we, we had we had the Animaniacs, we had Tasmanian Devil, we had a whole lot of things on TV that we could watch. We even had Scott Connections, which you wouldn't believe it. Not many people know what a Scott Connection is. Uh, yes, you're right. A, a lot of people in the industry that I went around to and asked, can I have a Scott connector or a Scott cable? Looked at me and said, what is that cable? What does it look like? And then you know, I would have to say to them, okay, well, it, it is, it's a quite a big head plug and it carries the sound and the video from your tape player to your TV. And uh, it basically was the first version of an HDMI cable. HDMI would probably shoot me down for saying something like that, but <laughs> that that was what it was used for, to carry um, one cable to carry the sounds through to everything. I know earlier you mentioned uh, um, all the cables being behind the TVs and not getting an electrical shock. I was just remembering one occasion where a, a client said, ah, you just need to unplug there, and I stuck my hand around there where an installer had been, and he just cut a power cable and gave me a little jolt of to wake me up. And so I have really loved <laughs> not having all of those excessive cables and those uh, behind the TVs now and the ability now with a lot of the integration that has gone into products now. So once we've done internet line, it's one internet to worry about and the ability to stream all of my, all of that, that back to the TV and also gives, like you say, you're, you're out and your child is at home the young four-year-old and says, daddy, I want to watch this on the TV. Gives you a little phone call. Well, now you can, you just open up your app and say, play this on my TV. And uh, without leaving the office, suddenly the, the kid's little movie has started up on the TV. And that is a nice feature that the internet has brought us now going forward. Yeah. So I'm a, interject there as well i actually have that most saturday mornings where okay my my daughter doesn't allow me to to sleep um past half past five in the morning so usually i get this daddy wake up daddy wake up daddy wake up daddy are you awake daddy daddy can we go to the lounge and watch tv and i'd be like okay um Daddy still needs to wake up a little bit and all of that because I am getting old and everything. So it takes a little bit of a while to kind of get my bearings together, but I can just open up the smart app. And because everything's connected by a fiber connection and we've got Wi-Fi in the house, I can literally go into my Connects app and switch on my TV. And I can be like, okay, I hope my phone's not around. Otherwise, it's going to respond to me. I can be like, hey, Google, switch on Netflix and play Peppa Pig or the Willoughbys or something like that on the the Samsung or the LG TV. I'd love a BMO TV, but LG and Samsung are the more affordable range for me. But uh, BMO has some fantastic TVs. They're absolutely beautiful. But going back to the internet, uh, they are internet powered as well. So you can do the same on those devices. So whether it's LG, Samsung, Piano, Hisense, anything like that, you can always reach over to your Google Assistant and be like, hey, Google, play Netflix and pop on Peppa Pig. So it's a great thing to have because when I get out of bed in the morning, I 
I can sort of get my bearings together and everything. My four-year-old's watching a bit of TV. I'll walk into the lounge, join her. Yes, we we all enjoy kids' programs. I still watch them. I don't like Peppa Pig much because my daughter says I remind her of Daddy Pig. But <laughs> but yeah, it's it's great to have that. And it, it's so cool how life from the 80s and 90s have evolved because I remember when I was a kid, I, I actually broke one of our TVs just by pressing the remote too hard and going through the channels too fast and everything. I think the, the main board kind of just decided, no, sorry, man not going to happen and there was a little bit of smoke on the back of the tv and my dad was like what happened so yeah but that's where we have guys like warren who can pop through and fix this sort of thing for you correct that that is correct yes yes that's what i do i do, do pop in fix these little errors that that happen in the house and uh and, and assist you in getting the the kids out of your hair and the <laughs> and you back to sanity and, get, and getting everything uh, working again in the house. Excellent. So let's talk a little bit more about your company. As a techie, how would people get hold of you? Uh, so could you tell us a little bit about Navitech? Can they get hold of you via email, the traditional, how can I say, carrier pigeon? <laughs> or are you on facebook twitter any of those carrier pigeon works well with me <laughs> no so, so the email is is the best thing for me um I, sometimes i am out of the office so my email is warren at navitech.co.za um i carry my phone on me uh so my phone number is 76-781-2060 um, those are the two best ways to get hold of me at any given time. Yes, WhatsApp works too. Now that's the best way to get hold of me because I'm I'm generally out of the office most days, and those will come through to my phone. Just on your website, could you give us your website link, and if you could tell us a little bit more about some of the services that you offer? So I do Wi-Fi and the home networking. So to connect with your fiber suppliers, I, I then your fiber suppliers can bring in, in your in the network into the house or the internet into the house. I will then do the network inside the house and connect it to your to your media, your hi-fi's, your um, TVs, your Google Assistant or, or your any of your assistants that you have. I do do uh, I can assist with most repairs. Um, or faults that you have received in the house. So um, you know, wiring new houses or designing, if you've got a new build, if you need a, a media or entertainment system designed for your house, that is what I am able to do. Now that's pretty much it. My website is under construction. So at the moment, that link will not work. So possibly at a later stage, we'll drop your link uh, once the website's finished so we can get some homes sorted out. But Warren, I'd like to thank you so much for joining us on the OpenServe podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here today. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure joining you today. Connecting you to this podcast is just one way which OpenServe is connecting South Africans to a better life. Join our broadband network today by visiting our website at openserve.co.za and download the OpenServe Connect app from your app store.